0: Hello everyone and welcome to Ran Nerds episode 122 Uh with me, Skazius, and it's just me today, Solo Mio, which is Cool and a bit Ooh all at the same time a bit terrifying, you know? Done this kind of stuff before. We do this kind of stuff all the time, but it's, this is the first time Rand Nerd's podcast has been done solo. Uh, I never thought Ran would miss an episode. According to, so I've missed an episode before. We made a rule back when Rand Nerd started that if one of the hosts were to miss for any reason, host, guest, whatever, were to miss, just keep going. The show must go on. You know, that kind of groove. And I've, you know, I've missed... I think I've missed one, two. Ram claims I've only missed the one. I think I might have missed more than that. And given that uh, I'm not too hopeful on Ram's math skills at the moment, because it was a a slight miscalculation that has made this a solo podcast (laughs) than a a, a regular Ram Nerds dealio. Um, Yeah, I think he says I've missed... One he has now missed one because he's double booked due to a uh uh miscalculation of the date. Um, must have forgot to carry the one or something. So, I it's 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 weird. I've now caught up, Ram. I've now caught up. The cool thing is, I like it this way. Not that Ram's not here, but the idea, because at one point I was thinking, oh yeah, mate, Ram's going to come, he's just going to come running into the door, like running into the door, he's going to run through the door. Because he did say, you know what, I'm tempted to cancel the thing that I was going to do, because I don't want to miss the podcast. Like, don't be silly, we always said that if someone was going to miss, just miss, and the other person would uh, would carry on. So, I'm hoping that uh, Ram is having fun at the Event that he double booked for. I don't remember exactly what it was. So uh, if I get this wrong, he's gonna he's gonna be really like it wasn't a Jeep gig. It was that uh, was it Land Rover, Range Rover, off road vehicle thing that he's gone to. Hope he's having fun with that one. So um, this is going to be a bit thin. If I had to be completely honest. Because normally I'd expect Ram to come through and save the day by actually playing games. Or talking about We Happy Few for a bit. But seeing as he isn't here and I don't really do anything. Sorry. So, over the last two weeks, all I've really done is go over the Nintendo Voucher system that I mentioned in the last podcast. In the last podcast I mentioned how Nintendo have an offer for Nintendo Switch games by the way we're jumping straight into games we've been playing, I don't do transitional material (laughs) Nintendo do this eShop voucher thing, so you can buy two vouchers for £84 and what these vouchers allow you to do like I mentioned last time you can buy, or you can redeem a voucher for any game on a list of like 30 approved titles these can be titles ranging from anywhere between i don't know 30 40 pounds all the way up to the 70s i think zelda breath of the wild is one of the more expensive ones i think that comes in about 60 70 pounds so the idea being that you can get basically any two even if they're brand spanking new games you can get them for uh, 80 pounds or 84 pounds and they give you four pounds in credit back as soon as you buy the vouchers and i bought astral chain and i wanted to buy daemon x machina i had very little faith in astral chain daemon x machina actually came out yesterday that was the game i really really wanted and i was like i need another game on the list that i can play for a little while uh a lot of the other titles i already owned or had very little interest in and astral chain was new so i thought all right i'm gonna take a punt on that one and, uh, and see how it goes and i'll tell you now if i had to tell you to pick a game this year for nintendo switch Pick Astral Chain if you wanted to see a really nice, well-crafted action RPG. This is it. If you want to see what the, the Switch is capable of, Astral Chain is the game to play. It's absolutely beautiful. It's got a you know a 3D anime-esque style. Um, it's developed by Platinum Games, so they're known for really pretty, over-the-top titles. Like uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2. Uh, they did uh, Wonderful 101 on Wii U. They did Near Autonomer. Which, admittedly, whilst I didn't like the story, it was a beautiful game. Absolutely gorgeous game. Uh, they make games with decent soundtracks. If you want a visual treat, Platinum games generally do the trick. And Astral Chain is is no exception. It's It really is a gorgeous, gorgeous title. Cracking music, and it lasted. I've been playing it near solidly for the last two weeks. I've put in, I would imagine, depending on your play style, you'd get about 25 to 35, maybe 40 hours out of it. And that's without really rushing it. I still haven't actually finished it. I finished the main game. I'm now on post-game stuff on one playthrough. So the groove with Astral Chain, without trying to spoil too much for you, um, the world is in ruins, like I mentioned in the last podcast. Because the last podcast I only really had a taster of uh, you know a couple of hours of it. Uh, the world is in ruins, uh, I can't exactly remember why the world is in ruins, but know that humanity literally survives only in one place, the Ark. It's a man-made island that has been floated out into the middle of the ocean away from all other landmasses due to corruption from another dimension, um, the Astral Plane. Demons, known as Chimera, or otherworldly beings known as Chimera, are coming through gates to our side kidnapping humans and transforming them into chimera um, infecting the world with uh, like a red energy that causes uh, an illness called redshift which eventually transforms corrupts humans and turns them into a form of chimera you are part of a special police force that has the ability to control a captured chimera which they then call a legion, and it is attached to you by the astral chain. With this setup, you can see other Chimera and fight them, and it's up to you to defend humanity. Uh, Again, I can't go too deep into this story because it's it's really nicely put together. Uh, There are likable characters in it, the world feels quite alive. As a police officer, you have to do really silly little bits. There are parts in the game where you are just wandering around looking for clues. Uh, you're doing kind of um, investigation stages, talking to people, arresting criminals, um, you know, helping people find, like helping lost children find their mothers, finding people's lost pets, uh, uh, cleaning up graffiti and arresting you know graffiti artists. Uh, finding out what happened to certain people or people 's property or people report strange events happening, and you have to kind of get down uh, get down to the nitty gritty you have to maybe even sometimes you just have to watch people find out what they 're doing are they uh, are they putting themselves in necessary, unnecessary danger are they putting anyone else in this unnecessary danger and just go go with it. then comes the combat you know it 's really So, other than like investigation stages, which are kind of the slower parts, and then you have like the hub world parts in the police station um, to where you can like train, upgrade weapons, uh, you know, just talk to various characters, replay missions to get higher scores or find new items that you might have missed previously or whatever. Um, It's combat heavy and it's gorgeous. It's very, it's very. Bayonetta flamboyant, very near autonomous flamboyant. You know, flips and kicks, and 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 you know, they're shooting big swords and uh, and uh, big explosions and things. Using your legion to help you in combat, so it's kind of like a, a, a the legion is AI controlled, but you can take uh, light control of it with the uh, with a trigger button and the right stick so you can kind of move the legion around to kind of point them at enemies that you want to face you can uh, change between, by the end of the game five different legions that offer you different skills um, and it's, it's really hectic and really pretty and, and all that, the, the legions are basically your main form of attack and they offer all kinds of different abilities depending on what legion you have equipped It's... Control-wise, it's a bit hectic. It's a bit hectic. For a third-person action RPG, it's pretty intense. You're going to find yourself... Unless you find a legion that you really like, uh, you're supposed to stance dance. What I mean by stance dancing is uh, moving between different classes uh, or different legions and tying their abilities together to to basically crowd control. So, for example, let's say you're up against a really strong enemy and there are loads of smaller enemies around. Well, you can either tie them up with the Astral Chain by moving your legion around on a... So you're on a fixed point. You can move the legion around the enemies and then cross the chain over in the middle, kind of lassoing them, which will freeze them on the spot. Or you could move over to something like Beast Legion, which you can then use uh, the Howl ability, which will then stun stun enemies. You could then Unchain Beast Legion to go for a, a quick burst of attacks, whilst you then change to another Legion to, say, power yourself up, um, to shield up, uh, or to do a different type of damage. Uh, some enemies are weak to certain legions, so aerial enemies you're probably better off using something like Arrow Legion because it's a ranged uh, enemy. Enemies that turn invisible use Beast Legion because Beast Legion can sense their location. Um, heavy hitting enemies go and use the Axe Legion because that's the defensive legion. Uh, it's all kinds of stuff, so you have to actually manage which legion you're using for which enemy that you're uh, you're having to fight. It's it's interesting. It's fast paced. The story is is pretty neat, and considering how long it lasts, I was surprised to find myself sat on the edge of my seat the entire time. It's a tough one to explain, but it's one that you really have to play. I don't know if there's a demo available for it, but I have been live-streaming it, and I should probably put some clips up on uh, the Rand Nerds website at some point, because it is a very, very nice game. Very nice game. Um, yeah, combat-heavy. Story's pretty heavy. Loads of like little mini gamey things through the investigation stuff, which you can use your legions to to uh to help you through so like you know finding people you'd use beast legion um moving debris and uh, vehicles and things you'd use arm legion which is like your strong man legion once you go you could go through a, a file which is a level and find that you can't go through certain areas yet only to then later on unlock another legion that will have an ability to that would allow you to pass that locked off area so replayability is pretty solid too higher difficulties unlock as you go through uh as you go through stages so if you go through a stage on um uh, casual which i think is the default mode um it will unlock the higher platinum difficulties platinum being the makers of the game they have kind of like super hard modes where you can't die at all if you die it's like instant permadeath you don't have any extra lives or anything like that um it's it's one you have to play. If you're a fan of Bayonetta or Nier or platinum games in general, games like Devil May Cry, um, it has a it has a flamboyant combat style like that, really over the top. There are some control issues, but it really does just take practice. You know, having to manage the different legions, different abilities, and things like that. It's all just going to be down to practice, and it could take a few hours to get into, but. When you do get into it, it's very impressive, very fluid. Um, and it feels very rewarding to take down giant enemies that just randomly appear. You know, you, you go through a certain part of the story and all of a sudden, you know, the big bad turns up and massive monster the size of a building turns up and you have to fight in typical platinum style. I would recommend it. I bought that game using the voucher, assuming that would kind of be my discount game. And it's turned into my third most played single player game on Nintendo Switch. It's it's terrifyingly good. Uh, so then the other one, Switch the Choice number two, Daemon X Machina, which is... Imagine Modern Day Armored Core. If anyone has played previous previous titles in armored core style games uh we're talking like gun griffin armored core uh mech Warrior, but mech Warrior is kind of a more uh sim heavy realisticy kind of slow moving uh big giant robot thing hawking uh faster paced uh chrome hounds stuff like that uh you basically get a in so in armored core games and things Armored Core is literally Daemon X Machina. You get a suit, you get to customize uh, the suit, the legs, the torso, the head, uh, program different chips, mount tons of weapons to the damn thing, um, special abilities and all that. If you're a fan of giant robot games, Daemon X Machina is one to look at. It's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. As I say, I was super psyched for this game. I played the preview a while back. And it was cool. Third-person giant robot game. What's not to like? You know, it's very arcadey. I know Ram wouldn't be so much into that one. He's more into uh, the slow-paced kind of mech warrior things where they're kind of more realistic and the suits feel more weighty. But yeah, it's all right. It's by Marvelous Games. Um... So there's another cel-shaded style. Story-wise, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of avoiding talking about anything other than the suits because I don't quite understand. It came out with a demo, I think, last week. And the demo is supposed to be the first part of the game. And when I initially fired up the demo, I thought I might have skipped something. Because I had no idea what the hell was going on. The intro to the game is that... Uh, humanity so you see the earth from the view of a satellite all of a sudden it looks like there's an eruption on the moon the moon starts to crack a piece of the moon falls breaks away falls and hits the earth massive explosion and I guess we didn't all die somehow I don't quite understand how we didn't all die I'd have thought an impact like that would have wiped humanity out No problem, but, you know, we're a resilient disease. (laughs) From that point on, your character wakes up. You go into character creation. You create an outer, which is, I don't know, Uh, not really particularly well explained. Maybe I missed something. I I honestly do think I might have skipped a cutscene or something, but pilots of giant robots arsenals are called outers there is a there are a group of factions controlling what is left of the earth after the moon hit the earth we have a new element floating about which is also highly toxic to humanity but is also now our kind of greatest it is the one resource to rule them all and i i don't i don't quite I don't get what's going on. Mercenaries going around in giant robots fighting each other, um, fighting rogue AIs because there was an AI designed to help in the cleanup, and then it went rogue and decided that humans were bad and is now mass-producing vehicles to f- fight humans? I don't know. I- I- <laughs> I really don't know! I started playing the game and I was actually- I was terrified. I was like, oh my god, is the game that I was super psyched and looking forward to going to be the bum game? I thought Astral Chain was going to be the one that was going to be like, eh, it's alright, but it's not great. Maybe Damon X. Macken is going to be the, eh, it's alright. Um, the story does start to flesh itself out, but it takes about five hours to, to for them to start really explaining what's going on. And even then... It's not about what's happened to the planet. It's about how people are coping after what's happened to the planet. Uh, Random kind of character relations. How how the mercenaries are managed and things like that. It's a third-person shooter giant robot arcade action game. If you like customizing giant robots, changing their arms changing the legs, changing the bodies, uh, you know, changing weapon loadouts, customizing colors, putting decals on everything. Rad game. Uh, it's got an online co-op mode. There are giant suits that remind me of crime hounds, mini bosses or game bosses and crime hounds. Like every week there was a special boss that would appear that would be like, you know, 10 times bigger than any other suit or any other enemy you've ever had to fight and you'd all get together to fight this one big suit there's stuff like that um i think the multiplayer is going to be what saves this game because so far and I only haven't played it a little bit the story's a bit for me there's an ice cream parlor in it that might be a saving grace for a lot of people right next door to the ...augmentation and plastic surgery room, because, you know, right after you start regretting life choices, you go out and have some ice cream. Yeah. Uh, Minor gripes other than not knowing what the hell is going on in the story, because it looks very pretty. Uh, And don't get me wrong, Marvelous Games aren't known for making super hardcore, mega amazing titles... Um, they publish fun games, but they're never super high budget. If characters are So characters are very repetitive. When you're on the battlefield, they'll say like a random slogan, and then 20 seconds later something will happen, they'll repeat that same line. They might say something different, but they'll likely say the same line. Uh, if a character is in the middle of a piece of in-mission dialogue, and then all of a sudden an event triggers, the dialogue is just cut flat. It's just gone. Even mid-sentence, it's gone, and it will move to the next cutscene. Uh, Cutscenes, other than a handful of them, have been incredibly short, only to be tied into more uh, dialogue, on sc- just on-screen dialogue, just text. As, most of the stuff is voice-acted, mind you, but it's just like, it's a still frame... And, like, if you've ever seen a text message conversation on your phone, where it's got one side for one person, one side for another person, and it's like, different colours with, like, little icons or whatever, that is basically how dialogue happens in this game, and it happens a lot. It's fast. It is fun. It's so... F- it, it's fun enough to... I've bought the game Twice. I bought it on the voucher scheme digitally, and then I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm actually gonna. I like the design of the Arsenal's because I am a bit of a a mech head. Uh, the collector's edition of the game, this like eighty bucks, comes with a tiny Arsenal statue. So I thought, ah, I'll I'll get it. I'll get it. I kind of like the statue, so I'll I'll go with that. But uh, it's it's a tough one. Is it as good as Astral Chain? If you want to get your teeth into a good story, uh, I'd probably go Astral Chain. Of the two. Would I recommend it if you're into giant robots? Yes. Um, Do you like fast-paced, over-the-top combat? Get it. Do you like taking down giant robots with your mates? Get it. Admittedly, I haven't tried the online multiplayer yet, but, you know. There are some gripes, as I say. Dialogue being cut off. Um... Oh, and flight mechanics are a little awkward, but apparently there are upgrades to your suit that make that better. And you have the option of not even being in your suit. You can run around the battlefield as an outer, just as the regular human person running around. That's a thing. Your suit gets blown up, you can run around as an outer, or there are some missions where you just play as an outer. Downside as well, just another one, you can't replay missions. You can't replay story missions. As you go through the story, though, it will unlock what are called free missions, so you can go back and play like a variant of a mission. But some of those are quite thin from what I've played so far. The story, what I have had, is interesting. Controls are relatively solid. Music is amazing. Graphically, it's pretty good. But you can tell it doesn't have as high a budget as Astral Chain did. So if i had to recommend these games both of them go for it definitely go the route of the vouchers because you can get both games for like 80 bucks that's 84 bucks and you get some cash back they are pretty solid i see that i've you know i've put in about 30 35 hours into astral chain I've got a feeling I'm probably gonna put in quite a bit of time into Daemon X Machina, but it's gonna be a slow burn. Um I love giant robot games. Love giant robot games. I can't it's got faults, it's got flaws, but it's it's neat. There's stance dancing and hardcore controls in 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 one game, somewhat solid controls, but no real explanation to anything in in the In the other one. Um, Actually, in fairness, I think the... the Daemon X Machina tutorials are pretty... Poor. (laughs) They're pretty poor. Because I can't remember half of what I'm supposed to do... To get the suit to do what it's supposed to do. But... just Press buttons and hope. And and, and it goes. Yeah, recommended games. Both recommended. Both worth the money. Um, If you get them full price, cool. One other cool feature actually about Daemon... I mentioned about the demo. It came with a prologue demo. And I like what Nintendo are doing with these with these demos. There's been another couple of games with with this kind of setup. So if you download the demo, which is the whole first part of the game, if, or a, a chunk of the game, let's say 10 missions, 15 missions, 20 missions, whatever. Once you finish the demo, or even if you don't, let's say you're like, oh, I've played 10 missions and I think it's kind of fun. I'm going to go out and buy the game. Start up the main game, hit New Game, and the system will say, Oh, hey, I found a compatible save file. Would you like to load this save? And it pulls your progress from the prologue demo. Another game that did that was Octopath Traveler, I believe. They gave you a taster of the start of the game. And then when you bought the full game, assuming you bought the full game, you could continue on from where you left off. That's cool. That's a good way to do demos. Give people an actual taste of the game, but not some random mid-mission shit. There's so many games, that will say, oh, this is the really cool bit that happens like six hours into the game. And they'll give you a cut of that. But then you have to kind of slog through some slower stuff at the start of the game. Give people access to the start of the game. It's a good way of doing it. Uh, if you even get games with demos these days thinking about it, it's not really much of a thing. Um, but yeah, just, just try it. If you want to try Damon, and my my uh, the story's a bit thin, is kind of making me think I don't really want to spend the money, try the demo. I don't know if there's a demo of Astral, and I'm pretty sure if even if there is, you can't load up on it. But it's good; it's really good. Well worth the cash. So those are the two things that I have been playing. I'll give you an update on Damon next time. But then by next time, Ram will probably be back to talk about uh, We Happy Few again. So cool. I'm Rabbit, and on look mad. The only other thing I want to mention is uh, voice acting. And then we can call this podcast done. I told you I've got nothing if you are working on a long term project so you're planning to do like a, a couple games or something that requires um, consistent voice actors for a few seasons or whatever um, please make sure that unless the you know the, the voice actors that you chose to start with uh, unless they die or get arrested or something keep them on board for the entire thing assuming they fit okay uh because voice actors once you get used to a set of voice actors in a series or uh in a in a you know bit of a cartoon or a, a game or anything really when you decide to change them a couple seasons in You've really ruined it for people. It's hard for people to disconnect the old voice, the old character, and stick to the new one. It would be kind of like if every Ram Nerd's podcast became random, incoherent gibberish like this one. If Ram wasn't here to pull the leash and say no, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna do this, which was my job at the start of the podcast. If Ram weren't here. Uh, the podcasts probably fall into ruin very quickly. Um, people would disconnect because they don 't have the other side uh, yeah try to try to keep voice actors in unless you know even if like you 've got a voice actor in a, in a role and you don't like them let 's say they 've said something that pisses you off. Keep them in for the sake of of the story uh, if there's a voice actor that is sick wait for them. If they've played your character for multiple games, keep them about. I just find it a bit disrespectful to both the character and the fans if uh, games designers and uh, content creators change casts all the time. Just a random rant. I haven't watched really anything on TV of late, so I was just thinking of all of the times where voice actors don't reprise roles for characters they've played for years like the new Final Fantasy 7 remake they've changed all the voice actors voice actors that have played the roles for a long ass time uh, example Solid Snake, not Final Fantasy but Solid Snake, is it David Hayter? he ain't Solid Snake anymore but he played Solid Snake for a long old time, he was Solid Snake but now he isn't and you have to get used to different voices, and it just doesn't feel right. Other actors can try to play those characters, but they might not hit the mark the same way. You know, they can try to emulate another voice actor, but it's never gonna be the same. But that's it. This is this is the end of Rand Nerds Podcast 122. Terrifying, huh? Two game recommendations, both good on platforms that Ram doesn't like. <laughs> Sorry. That's that, we'll see y'all... Well, I'll see you in a fortnight. Hopefully Ram will be back in a fortnight. Take it easy. If any of you all play these games, uh, feel free to wing us a message on Twitter at rannerds. We have the Twitch channel Rand Nerds YouTube, Rannerds, rannerds.com, for random articles, show notes tied to the podcasts, I think Ram posts, reviews, up there too, you know, random mind dumps and things like that, always worth checking out, have I missed anything, probably, that's what Ram gets for not being here, <laughs> so take it easy guys, and I'll see you all in... I think it's 123. I don't think we have any events going on for that. See you then.